0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the second installment of What's Up Griffins. This is Felicia and Pookie, and we just wanted to kind of go over the last couple of games here, what we saw, um, and then also a couple notes from Dan Watson's meeting, um, and then touch on a couple of our goalies um, as a preview into the players for this upcoming season. So I figured. We'd start off with the Dan Watson talk, because that's kind of interesting. Um, and it, t- it ties kind of back into the games that we saw this weekend, which weren't as good, to say the least. Uh, they were rough. Very. Um, say what you will, but altitude is a thing, and people don't like to use it as an excuse. They like to you know, say it's something else, but honestly, altitude does play a huge role.
1: It does. When we've lived at altitude, it makes a big difference, and it takes two weeks to adjust to altitude, so no team coming in is going to adjust. Yeah, and it it
0: showed that looked fatigued. They got beat out Mm -hmm. on pucks, and it looked like a lack of effort, but they were probably just tired. Uh, First road trip of the season, playing the same team they played last weekend, and they kind of did the same thing the Eagles did to the Griffins, but um, yeah. So it wasn't so great. Um, I think the goalie still looked halfway decent. Mm-hmm. Um, Hutchinson, I don't think, looked as sharp as he did the previous season or the previous game. Um, but I think Kosa was pretty good still. Uh, maybe a couple goals he should have had, especially that one. I think he was like out in no man's land for... A very extended time for some reason. I don't know how he even got out there, let alone why he kind of stayed. stayed. <laughs> yeah. So rebound control and making sure he stays in his crease. Um, but overall, I thought they did
1: very well. They um, didn't have much in front of them this weekend.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think Kosa did well, but, and the goalies did well. But, but everybody else didn't do so hot, unfortunately. Um, that's kind of our, our review of the last couple of games. Um, as far as Dan Watson's meeting, um, we got to hear some cool information. Um, they're going to focus a lot on special teams, or at least that's what he said the main focus is going to be for the start of the season. It almost sounds um, identical to what Alon was talking about with the Red Wings, and mm-hmm. clearly um, their plan at the Red Wings level is taking effect, I think. It might take a little bit more time for these young guys um, who are adjusting. To
1: Especially th- with change-ups in the lineups, too.
0: Yeah, because we did lose a couple of good soldiers in Bergen and Sarnik up to the Red Wings level because Fabry's injured and Costin is finding a day-to-day injury. So, um, I'm not sure why they pulled Bergen, quite honestly. That was a bit of a perplexing call for me. Um I think maybe it had to do something with Hiroshi and the A. Because um, I know they were deciding who's going to be the next captain of the Griffins. Um, and I think maybe because he was scheduled to wear that A, maybe that's why they didn't call him up. But
1: Could have been. They were doing three A's one week, three A's second week. Mm-hmm. All different people, up to six, could be named the captain, so... And Hiroshi was this weekend with Lesperance along with
0: um, Rafferty. So and then last weekend was Dominic Shine. Then last weekend was Shine, Did Didier, um, and oh shoot, um, Sarnick. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see who wins out on that captaincy role. Um, but maybe that played into why Hiroshi wasn't called up, because I thought he would deserve the call up um, as much as anybody, but uh, especially with the role Bergman played today on the fourth line, that didn't really make much sense. Um, but here we are anyways. So, as far as the team goes, they're focusing on special teams, um, and hopefully that improves, because this past weekend it wasn't great. Uh, weekend before, it was good. Yep. So, Tale of Two Worlds. Um, but it's nice to know that the from top to bottom, both groups are focusing on the, the special team. So hopefully, as the season progresses, anybody who comes into the Red Wings lineup will have a s- similar system and um, be good to go.
1: It sounds like they coordinated from the top for mm-hmm. all of this. So it, it wasn't just straight up the Griffins. They did coordinate um with the wings as well so I think that's why it's so key, cohesive this season so mm-hmm. far at least yeah it's a great um
0: consistency throughout so that's nice to see it's a bit refreshing because I think that's what they tried to do in years past but it didn't really work out so well and it should help uh, that both coaches um and Grand Rapids and Toledo both worked with Malone in the past and so worked under him. Know his style, know what he's looking for, and communication should be great there um, and easygoing. So that should help as well. Um, and Watson said he was very excited and fortunate to be working with the group that he's working with, which is nice to hear. Um, I don't really remember too much of that. I remember Simon, Ben Simon, uh, the former head coach of the Griffins, for the last few years, talking about Johansson, Albert Johansson, quite a bit. Um, and he would bring up his name anytime Simon Edmondson's name was mentioned, which, I mean, I do that too, um, but I hadn't really heard him sing too many praises, so it's nice to about hear... the team as a whole. Right, and the the potential of this group, because I, kn- I know we didn't have Wallander or Casper Wallander or last season, but, I mean, we still had probably the best lineup I've seen, at least talent wise. And I never once heard anything like what Watson was saying, which is what I wanted to hear. So that's nice. Um and they're surrounding the young players with vets, which is great. And they want to actually be there because the fan base, um, how the organizations run. They really like the city of Grand Rapids, which is nice to hear as well. Um and then they brought they, they kept guys like Sarnek Rossi um, and then brought in some new guys. So that's kind of cool. Um, and they planned for roll the floor lines, which I know most teams do. Um, but it'll be nice to not have to rely on just one or two lines, get everybody going. Um, and they want to make a team as fast as possible, which is nice to hear because you don't always hear that. So it's good um, that the goal is to gel as quickly as possible. Um, and they want to build trust, respect, and most importantly, have fun, I think, on the ice, um, which was sorely missing in the last few seasons. Um, Griffins weren't having fun. I don't think fans were having too much fun
1: watching them. Um, It showed. Yeah. (laughs) This season seems a lot better. Um, And it seems like that's another thing that is transcending – Throughout the Red Wings organization as well. Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple interviews with players both on the Griffins and the Red Wings. And they're... I, I heard the word fun way more than I expected from the players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having fun out on the ice.
0: You know, at the end of the day, this is a you know child's game. That they're playing professionally for a living. It's like, at least have a little bit of fun with it. You know, why Why not? Um, You could be doing something else and making about the
1: same amount of money. So... At least it's something you enjoy, hopefully, if you've decided to go this path. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's nice to hear.
0: Um, and they did mention uh, the short-term goals, At least Watson did. Um, again, gelling, the, making the team come together. They want to make sure they're out competing. Um, the other team didn't really look like it last weekend, but the weekend no. before, <laughs> they definitely succeeded there. So it's a... Mm-hmm a mixed bag um and of course with a young team you're going to get inconsistency yep. so that's understandable um and then the end goal is to make the playoffs and win of course i, I assume uh, the calder cup <laughs> out compete would be the winning <laughs> yep so that's nice and we're excited um to see them take this journey um And if you want to follow along, we we will get into the player profiles and see who might become the captain um, and kind of give our own thoughts and takes on who might or should become the captain. Should be named soon. Yep, so we're excited next Friday. We
1: should see a sea on the ice.
0: Yep, that would be great. Um, And then one other thing Watson mentioned was he was asked um, if – he plans to play more of a puck possession team or a dump and chase kind of thing, which it seemed like both the Griffins and Red Wings were doing more of a dump not chase um <laughs> in previous years they forgot the chase part they definitely dumped okay uh, but chasing was a, a foreign lot of concept. <laughs> a
1: lot of- in the yep,
0: or just <laughs> chipping it in to have it turned yeah. over so they can go change and then mm-hmm. come back on the ice and have to play defense. And oh, God. So it was nice to hear him say that they want to play a puck possession team. Um, he
1: said he has a lot of talent in puck possession and he intends to use it.
0: Mm-hmm. And do it the right way, so not cheating for the offense. Um, he doesn't like the blue line turnovers, of course, um, you know, in the offensive zone where it might be a two-on-one or a no on one-one or whatever. Um, so it, it it's good, like a breakaway. Um, t- it's good to hear that. But he also says that he will be able to live with mistakes, um, turnovers, which um, we saw that with, unfortunately, with Marco Casper for a little bit with the, the drop passes um, don't end so well sometimes when you don't have anybody home behind you except the other team. Um, so it's nice to hear that, they will live with this mistakes. Um, If the same player keeps making the same mistake over and over again, then it becomes a problem they need to correct. Um, But they don't look look to immediately correct, which is something that I think is huge, especially for a guy like Edvinson. Uh, Especially,
1: yeah, the generation that's on the ice now, they need to know that they are valued. And when you go ahead and jump down their throats right away, they become very bitter very fast. So um Watson's taking on a whole new way uh or a whole new approach of training these new young guys.
0: Mhm. And it's nice to see. Hopefully it
1: pays know, off. <laughs> yeah, it
0: pays dividends back. That would be good. Um he also said that they need to improve their shooting mentality because there's a lot of cute passing,
1: <laughs> not a lot
0: of good shots. Um so hopefully that improves, improves as well. Um He did mention he hasn't changed many things within the system, um, but that he's emphasized different things than in previous years. So um, that's good to hear as well. So because when you change systems, it can get a little bit extra complicated and people get extra confused. But I mean, they look like they remember that they're playing hockey, which is good (laughs) because last season, sometimes I wasn't sure. sure. I think they thought they were doing something else and I don't know if they even knew what that other thing was that they were supposed to be doing, but um, they looked very lost. Sometimes people would be backwards on the ice, not even looking where they were supposed to look, and it it was just very perplexing for professional hockey players. Um,
1: Unfortunately, I liked (laughs) the college teams last year better than the AHL. Hopefully that'll change this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, And then as far as... The rest of the conversation, Um, it looks like he just wants to understand the players um, and earn their trust and respect because that's when they play harder. Uh, So again, you know, not jumping down their throats if they make a mistake. Um, And they want to help the players help each other as well and to buy into each other, Mm -hmm. Um, which seems like the case, especially Cross Hannes. I know. This past weekend, um, somebody was coming after Marco Casper, and he immediately stepped in, took the penalty for five for fighting to protect Casper, which is cool. Um, You know, I don't think Casper really means too much protecting, but he is a new guy on the block, so it's nice to see, Um, especially because that (laughs) that fight with Mantha didn't really go too well. Um, I think he played it smartly because he realized he was outmatched pretty quickly, and I think (laughs) Hugging him was a good option. Um, but not getting in that position to begin with is probably the better option. And he yeah. might be figuring that out. Because he could kind of bully people in Sweden um, and get away with those kinds of things. But not so much here. So, <laughs> especially in the AHL. And in some ways, you could almost get away with more at the NHL level than at the AHL.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. the AHL, do they still have goons. And that that's their purpose is just to goon around. So... It's a little bit different, whereas the NHL doesn't really have that anymore. They have guys with skill who can goon, but they aren't only goons. (laughs) So um, hopefully that helps. Um, And then just to reinforce, um, there was a tweet that the Griffins put out, and it was one of Watson's quotes, which I really appreciate. He says, I think if you have a people-first mentality, you're managing people, not a hockey team that's the culture i want to build here i'm excited about helping all of our guys reach their full potential first as people then as players and i think that's vital um to the organization to the players uh, because i don't think they were getting that um and it, it seemed like a lot of the new guys struggled with that and i'm sorry if you hear our dogs in the background there they like singing um but we'll just keep moving on here um I think they're doing a much better job of um, building those, you know, resources and helping the players. Because I don't think, um, especially like the European players got that so much last year, which is kind of interesting. Because in years past, um, before Simon's regime, it it seemed like they were adjusting pretty well. Like Thomas Tatar,
1: Nyquist, Mm -hmm. and it
0: felt like they had less... Um, of their own countrymen around them, and maybe it's part of it where they can get a little bit more clicky since they have more people that are from the same area as them. I don't know um, if maybe that's it or if it's the coaching staff or who's surrounding them, but it just seemed a little bit different last year where it was more disconnected um, within the team as a whole, and maybe that's the veterans, maybe it's the coaches. I don't know. Could
1: be perception
0: too. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure if they're not communicating together and building together. Um, And then the last thing I want to mention on this point, there was a uh, Simone Edmondson interview from October 14th. um, So not too long ago. um, And he said essentially that he was asked the difference between the two regimes, between Simon and Watson, um, and he said he didn't really want to talk about the previous one.
1: Very diplomatic.
0: Yeah, very Swedish, typical Sweden. Um, but basically that Watson is a great coach, and he sees the quality in every player and brings out the best in every player, um, which, you know, on two ends of the spectrum, it's really sad that the previous coach did not because um, what, what he's not saying is as important as what he is saying, and then what Watson's able to do. Um, with the players now, hopefully we'll be much better. Um, I'm hoping for it. So we'll just see how this plays out. I'm excited. Um, but I've been doing a lot of talking. So why don't you kick us off with the player profile? So
1: who do you have? All right. This week I have Hutchinson. Um, so born in Barrie, Ontario in Canada. Um, date of birth, 3290, two ninety. Height is three, Weight 201. It uh, fills in the net pretty well. He was on fire that first weekend. Not so great the next weekend. Um, I think part of it has to do with uh, maybe his history in the net here. Before I get there, he does catch on the right side. So that's where his glove is located. Um, his goals against average was kind of sporadic it looked like uh, in Columbus it was 4.29 but in Henderson it was 2.74 also his save percentage uh, was under 90 in both so not super great Um, but we're seeing in GR it's a little bit better He's got 3.56 a little bit in the middle there, but his save percentage has gone to 91 and a half. So, super happy with that. He's only started, um, twice. He grew up a Leafs fan. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, not super happy with that, but, you know, they, they run the NHL, so what can you do? Um... He's been an insurance goalie, never really found his footing as an NHL starter. He's here with the Griffins. We were told by Watson specifically to protect him, so we probably won't see him go out, get pulled up to the NHL. Um, hoping he'll be consistent for us. Um, let's see. He's still on professional tryout. No, no plan right now. Uh, usually players will go... Over to Europe if they they don't have a contract signed. Uh, right now he's to be determined. Um, as far as his longevity with us at the Griffins.
0: Cool. Well, he sounds great. Um, I don't know how long he'll stick. Um, and if this, you know, will ever translate into a full time contract. Um, but he's definitely taking his. You know, time on the ice in stride, which is good because um, we don't know how much time he'll have to be there, but he's taken advantage of it, so that's good. Keeping a positive attitude, we like that, so good mm-hmm. on him. Um, so my player pro- profile today is his um, companion in net, which is Sebastian Cosa, Seabass. He was born in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Poor kid, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, he was born on November 21st, 2002, uh, so he's a baby baby. His height is 6 foot 6 inches. He's a monster, a baby monster, I guess, 197 centimeters. Weight is 209 pounds or 95 kilograms. Um, he is a goalie, of course, as we all know. Um, he catches on the left side. And last season stats, um, he played for the Griffins of the AHL and then also Toledo in the ECHL, so a, le- a league lower. Um, Started out playing three games for the Griffins and then moved to um, the Toledo Walleye and played 46 games. When he was with the Griffins, his goals against average was 5.57. It dropped down to 2.56 in Toledo, which means he was stopping a lot more pucks in Grand Rapids, which is good. Um, His save percentage was... 0.783, 0.783, which is really bad in the Griffins' um, time, and then it went up to 9, uh, 913. So that's pretty good, um, especially given the context of everything going on. He had a win-loss um, uh, tied stat line of 1-1 and in Grand Rapids, um, and then 26-16-1 in Toledo. Um, This season, he looks a lot better in Grand Rapids. He's a 2.02, save percentage of .947. Um, He's won a game, lost a game. Um, For context, in my own personal opinion, I think he was on way too short of a leash in Grand Rapids last year, Um, as were all goaltenders, um, except Nedeljkovic when he came down. Which is understandable. Ned did pretty well when he came down, of course, because I mean he's an NHL caliber goaltender. Let's be honest. Um, but I think like with Bratstrom, Victor Bratstrom, who was there last year, I think he kind of got uh, the short end of the stick as well, where it's they weren't managed very well from the start of the the season, even before that in preseason and and training camp. Um, they didn't get much playing time, so it's hard to kind of come in cold and then. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't have. I would have done some things differently, but that's just me. Um, I just didn't like the way they were handled. Um, and in Toledo, under Dan Watson's, you know, management, he excelled. Um, Sebastian Cosa, so that's great, and he's doing well again. Um, so that's wonderful to hear. Of course, we acquired him from the Anthony Mantha trade with the Capitals, where we thought we, uh, you know, stole. <laughs> the whole entire franchise from the Washington Capitals. Uh, lo and behold, um, if COSA doesn't work out, it's basically a wash. Like, we didn't win anything. We didn't lose anything. So we will see how this goes. Um, of course, we'd like to have seen COSA take a few more steps than he has up until this point. Um, the goaltenders take time, and we knew picking him, he was not going to be a quick to the NHL guy. We knew he would have the tools. Uh, but he was very raw and he needs a lot of refinement, um, especially because his team that he played for in his draft year was very, very stacked, very good defensively. So he didn't get challenged much. Um, but at the same time, he has, again, that six foot six frame, um, very, very athletic, um, can track pucks pretty well. Uh, it's just the rebound control that's a problem. His five hole and Uh, Just making sure he stays where he's supposed to because he likes to go out into no man's land for no reason. But we'll see how he goes um, and improves. Hopefully, um, he looks a lot calmer, uh, a lot more poised. Again, we we mentioned the goaltending coach in our previous episode, and I think he's doing a really tremendous job with Gosa already, which is great to see. Um, And he's definitely not as scrambly as he used to be. I mean, there's that one play... We saw this weekend um, where he was out of his crease, but that happened routinely um, in seasons past. So that's nice that it's only one over two games so far. So seems like he's reeling himself in, which is awesome. Um, and hopefully he and Hutchinson or Lyon, whoever it might be in the crease in Grand Rapids might um, do well. But any final thoughts? And just hoping that
1: we go back to our first week here as far as the plays go, um, you know, leading the puck on the ice as opposed to trying to keep up with the other team with the puck. Mm-hmm. So hoping we'll we'll get back there with Watson's judgment.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. looking forward to a lot more fun. That's important. Yes. I think they forgot that in Colorado. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but hopefully they pick back up where they left off once they start Friday night and then they're in Rockford the following night. So that's going to be a real rough.
1: yeah, Turn over there. <laughs> yeah,
0: Because they're taking a bus usually is how it goes. So they'll go and bust Rockford right after the game ends in Grand Rapids. So long night, um, but they should do good, hopefully, uh, do well. And we will be pulling for them. Uh, again, I'm Felicia and I thank you so much for joining us i Thanks for joining. Have a great night.